Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm Laura Gregg, and I am joined with my co-host, David Partain. How are you, David? Hello, Laura. You know, I have such a passion for chocolate. I just wish we could find a guest that would help me translate that passion for chocolate into work. What do you think, Laura? (laughs) I think you're trying to give a heads up on what this is going to be about, but people are probably wondering. So let's get to it. You know, in the, the past year or two, there's been so much conversation about the U.S. worker and, quite frankly, the global worker. COVID gave us all so much to think about. Are we in a job that brings us joy? Does our employer support us not only as a worker, but also as a human being? What can we do to feel more fulfilled in our career? And as employers, what can we do to motivate and retain our employees and help them bring their authentic self to work each day? You know, a while back ago, I read an article that was penned by today's guest, Regina Huber, about the importance of bringing your personal passions, I guess, chocolate in your case, (laughs) even if it seems unrelated. There you go. (laughs) Very unrelated to work and how this can help you in your career and in leadership. And so this caught my attention as I believe able to lean into our individual passions, both inside and outside of the office, could potentially lead to much more satisfaction and help to build a stronger organizational culture. Now, Regina Huber is the CEO and founder of a coaching, speaking, and training business called Transform Your Performance. Through her firm, she drives transformational leadership and coaches value-driven, open-minded leaders to implement powerful new business consciousness paradigms so they can effectively build trust, increase their influence, an impact and create more human-centered workplaces. Regina believes by doing so it will result in higher employee engagement and more fulfilling work for everyone. Regina also happens to be fluent in multiple languages, and she's worked globally during her career on five continents, getting her start in Germany. Regina is also a prolific writer and is published uh, and is a published author of multiple books and articles on courageous leadership. Her latest book, Speak Up, Stand Out, and Shine, was featured in the Huffington Post. Regina, thank you so much for joining us today on The Flexible Advisor. I think this is such a timely topic, and I really Look forward to getting your insights on what we can do personally to grow and thrive in our careers and, importantly, what we can do to help our colleagues do the same. Thank you so much, Laura and David, for having me on today. I'm delighted to chat with you and to also get this opportunity to inspire your audience today. And, uh, David, I just want to quickly say I by 
pure coincidence, although there is no such thing really, right? There's only synchronicity. Mm-hmm. I watched the, I rewatched, I should say, the movie Chocolat last night. And oh. <laughs> if you watch that movie, you will see how you can mm-hmm. use chocolate for transformation of entire communities, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I've seen the, mu- the movie. You're right. Well, yeah. Regina, welcome. And I am so excited to be speaking with you today. And as a manager of a team, uh, even on our call this morning, I'm always seeking new ways to engage them and definitely looking forward to speaking about that. But first, let's kick off this by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and of course, your writing. Thank you so much, David. So I grew up you could say, as the shyest kid in town Hmm. in a tiny little village in Germany, Bavaria. But even as a little kid, I was a dreamer and I had this adventurous spirit inside of me. And this is what I believe pushed me out into the world and had me live in five countries and even also in three states here in the United States. Mm. (laughs) And I've had the pleasure to work with many people in many more countries, mostly in Europe, the US, Latin America. And I've also spent about eight months in the last few years on the African continent. And um, as you probably know, I've owned businesses in Argentina, Brazil, the United States, and I've lived some pretty incredible adventures. And I've also gone, and we're just talking about this in our warm-up chat (laughs) earlier with Laura, I've also uh, gone through some extended periods of time when I've literally lived the life of a nomad. And you could say a passionate nomad. <laughs> so I've always had a lot of interests like dance, holistic healing and all of that. And, and it taught me really a whole lot about mindset, about specifically the subconscious mind and how it works, about energy. And uh, so my background has been very eclectic. And when in 2012, I moved to New York up from Brazil at the time, I wanted to figure out how all this eclectic experience somehow fit together into a new adventure and a new business venture. And that's how my current company, Transform Your Performance, was born slowly but surely, because of course, it was a process of refining the business and the content and who I really wanted to to work with in what way, right? So, and you asked about my writing. Mm. So yes, I've written a lot of articles on different topics like courageous leadership, like value-driven leadership, like mindset and heart set. And in the past, I also translated 10 books mostly on, most of them were on on the Argentine culture and uh, tango. And uh, you could probably also consider that writing because translating also Mm -hmm. requires a lot of writing. Yes, And then, of course, my book, Speak Up, Stand Out and Shine, and I contributed to three other books. And more recently now, and I think this, this might be very relevant for your reader, for your listeners, sorry, the I have created, I created the LinkedIn newsletter hmm. titled Career Growth Strategies. And when people subscribe to that, they get weekly articles. And this is also how Laura <laughs> found the passion article. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Well, okay, so I'm going to go off script a little bit. You said tango? Yes, tango. So I lived in Argentina twice and in Brazil twice. Yeah. And I don't currently dance tango much, but I did a lot more in the past. 
Mm-hmm. Currently, I dance more, you know, African rhythms and Caribbean rhythms. Huh. It has just changed a little bit over time. Then I moved to Brazil, did a lot of Brazilian dancing and so on and so forth. And in the past, Latin dancing and whatnot. So there's a long list of, of wow, things that's, that I've tried. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, okay. So we started off this, this whole conversation uh, about passion mm-hmm. and bringing your passions to work. So tell us. What is your passion and how have you integrated that passion into your professional life? Yeah, so we mentioned one already, which is dance. So I didn't grow mm-hmm. up with dance, but I really love it. And it became my passion, not just to watch it, but to practice it. Also, another passion I had because I found it extremely intriguing and interesting was holistic healing and how our body works and how it all fits together, our body, mind, spirit. And how this also fits together in business in the end, right? So Mm -hmm. holistic healing taught me really a lot about energy, about mindset, the subconscious. And I think it's also really important to have a holistic approach to coaching, which then was one of the reasons why I went into transformational coaching. And I call it transformational leadership coaching because I coach about transformational leadership, but I also do leadership coaching in general, right? And then, of course, dance has taught me a myriad of lessons. So it's taught me business presence, confidence, making the ask, you know, when you ask in partner dance, when you ask someone to dance with you and taking the risk of getting a no, but also saying no to others sometimes, right? And so many more things, self-expression, nonverbal communication, leading with intention. And that's a really big one. So I wrote several blogs and and LinkedIn articles and other articles about this because it was just so much. So I would think you'd have to be flexible too, right? Like a flexible advisor. I'm I'm just kidding. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I'm on your, your website, Transform yourperformance.com. And I, I'm just looking and I know you, I see you have the coaching. So I want to ask you a couple of questions around how your coaching works. Is helping to identify your client's passion a cornerstone of your engagement with them? And what does that look like? And also, do you help them to identify how to connect that passion, i.e. chocolate, into their day-to-day professional life? Absolutely. Passion is certainly an important aspect because it's what keeps us going when the going gets tough. Yes. And it also is is, is that energy drive behind it all. Our passion, and this is just one of the many reasons why I also talk about heart set in, in my approach, our passion comes from our hearts. We can rationalize something that we ought to be doing, but our passion brings us always back to what or how we should be doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so having said that, of course, all the private coaching programs are tailored around my client's specific needs and all of that. And it's also, you know, a lot about self-leadership and leadership. So certainly a lot of different things. Very cool. So Regina, would you mind sharing some examples of how your clients have actually put their passions to work, especially in the financial services arena, and what benefits they've reaped as a result of that. Absolutely. 
I'm going to bring a few different examples because different people have different passions. I certainly have also worked with clients who have, who love dancing and they have probably experienced some of the same benefits. Some of my clients certainly have. So for example, in, in their presentations, their presence uh, has changed when they have applied their lessons from dance for their presentation skills development. Also, for example, it's not about presentations only, it's about business presence in general, about leadership presence, yes? Meeting presence. There are so many important elements that we can pick from dance and, and lessons we can pick from dance that we can apply. Then Related to this, singing, if your passion is singing, you can use this for a more persuasive speaking voice, again, in presentations or in any other meetings. Some people love improv. That is great for moderating company events as some of, some of my clients did. And what that gives her is additional positive visibility in her company, in her organization, even outside of her organization. So now everybody knows her, right? Another passion is yoga. One of my clients in financial services also uses yoga to increase her own mindfulness and her focus and it makes it much easier for her to move through moments of anxiety and to stay calm in those moments or to come back to calmness. And she has the tools to move through stressful situations. And these tools could look different to different people, right? Another client that I can think of right now, um, so I'm talking a lot, a lot, a lot about she's because a lot of my clients are women, <laughs> but not all. Okay. So these are just the ones that come to mind right away. So she has exceptional writing skills. What she did is she started volunteering to write for her organization's intranet. So she took on internal communications tasks. And again, that gave her additional visibility and now everybody knows her. And the people who she, you know, who she wants to be known by know her. So that definitely puts us in the, and in, in the focus and in the spotlight when we have such a skill and we put it into practice. So I would say, you know, if you don't know what that could be, ask yourself, if you had one day at work where you could do whatever you want, what would that be apart from sleep? Regina, that that's so interesting. And as you were giving those examples, I was thinking of people within my organization that, that have those passions. One of our really talented sales uh, people is an improv person. And she, you know, I never knew that, but she is able to really capture the attention of the people she uh, talks to. And, and she's just done a phenomenal job for the organization. And there's another woman who I think actually may be your client that does is a yoga instructor. And I know I've known her over the years, and she's always had extremely stressful 
positions within the organization. And she's very uh, Zen all the time and she never seems riled. So those are fantastic examples. And so I, I'm curious now, how, how do you think business leaders should be thinking about this as it relates to creating a strong firm culture? What can they be doing to support and to encourage their employees to feel comfortable in being their authentic self while they're working? Yes, Laura, trust is the basis for anyone to share more of the good stuff, yeah, of what else they could bring to their jobs, to the to their teams, if we they were inspired and encouraged to. So we always got to build the trust for people to feel encouraged to share. Conversational intelligence, which is one of the methodologies I studied and I bring into my coaching approach, gives us a lot of tools for building trust. But of course, at the first thing to do is we need to understand how trust even works in our brains and that it is a biochemical process. And then we can move on into the role of the observer and understand more what's actually going on in our conversation partners' minds, in our team's minds, and so on. And then we can use those tools that conversational intelligence gives us much more effectively. Some simple ways uh, that come to mind to build trust and encourage people to share more is, for example, to uh, make it a habit to share your, uh, at the beginning of each team meeting, have everybody share what they are working on, what they are uh, excited about, what they need support with, and then slowly but surely build that up, right? At BCG in San Francisco, Boston Consulting Group, where I worked in the past, what I did is also put on some events where everybody in the office had the opportunity to share some special gifts that they would not usually be able to showcase during their jobs that easily, right? So now all of a sudden, just like you said, Laura, that person in your organization who does improv, how would you know if that person hadn't shared it at some point, right? And those events then gave us an opportunity to find out about other people's passions, about their hobbies, and about maybe even why they took on those passion activities. And we allow them to share their stories around the, those passions, right? Also, in one-on-one -on -one meetings with your team members, it is always a great idea to ask more questions and especially to ask more open-ended questions. As a leader, it can also be inspiring for others to share if you share your own story or challenges. So don't strive to come across as perfect, but rather as human. And show interest, be curious as a leader. Now, there's, of course, a difference between engaging curiosity and invasive curiosity. And, and the way I define that is that engaging curiosity is curiosity that expresses respectful interest in people in, in their, in their career aspirations, their specific needs and how they can make the most meaningful contribution to the team or the project or the organization. And invasive curiosity, on the other hand, 
is curiosity that inquires about topics that are not really relevant to the work setting or might be perceived as too personal. So sometimes there can, of course, be a fine line. But I think, you know, if we come from our hearts and we come from a place of compassion, people feel that and they will notice where we come from with our questions. And then hopefully we can also inspire them to share more. Regina, I couldn't agree with you more. It has been, uh, since COVID started, we've been trying to figure out these team meetings. We've done everything from three times a week, twice a week, once a week. We've now extended the once a week to 90 minutes because we found we didn't have enough time. But occasionally I'll ask a question and I I take it out of this game called table topics that it's an open, they're open in questions really around your values and, and, and really who you are as a person. And that tends to help because those uh, cards, they don't think I'm picking any one question. I'll, in fact, sometimes just pull it out right in front of them and say, hey, this is the question of the day. And it just really helps develop that. In fact, Laura has said it during one of our meetings that she actually feels since COVID that we actually, as a team, know each other better than we did before COVID, mostly because we've been able to be open and honest with each other, not just about work, but about who we are. So I love your advice. Thank you, David. And I totally agree. It's just like doing these very simple things in the end, doing them more intentionally and making them Something that becomes an integral piece of team building is just so important. And oftentimes it's very simple things. I also sometimes when I do speaking engagements, I pull out cards, as you said, David, Mm. where I ask people in the room, for example, to come or ask four people to come to the front of the room and I give them cards and they share with us. Uh, who they would be if they were a pet or a car or, (laughs) you know, whatever it is, just make it playful sometimes as well. Oh, interesting. That's great advice. Yeah. And then they, they, we go behind the story of why that is right. Yeah. So trust is so critical, you know, across the board in, in everything really in our personal relationships and our professional relationships. In fact, For those of you who follow us, we've done a lot of behavioral research as it relates to why clients will give you more of their money to manage or why they won't, why they're transparent or why they're not. And and underlying all of that is trust. And so as advisors learn to build trust with their teammates and with their clients, the outcome always is, is more positive. But, you know, shifting gears a little bit, Regina, I, I, you know, we know you have passion for dance and we appreciate hearing how you've integrated that into your professional life. But, you know, I would think that your multicultural and multilingual background is another thing that makes you unique and sets you apart from other leadership coaches. And I'm really interested to learn how that has informed what you do and for whom you do it. Yes, sure, Laura. I have the pleasure pleasure to say that I ha- have organically always attracted very diverse clients. So I wasn't looking for it. 
<laughs> it just came. And this is just so much more fun for me because I am personally somebody who thrives in change, as you probably can I suspect from my previous comments about the passionate nomad. <laughs> and uh, I really love exploring different cultures. And it is wonderful to interact with many different backgrounds, which enriches me personally a lot. I've also done trainings abroad and speaking engagements, of course, and I've learned so much through all the travels. But most importantly, through living in places like Brazil, like Argentina, Spain, the US, and of course, Germany in the beginning, and also through doing lots of work in Portugal and in other places in Europe, Latin America, the US, and more recently also Sub-Saharan Africa. And not to forget to a more limited extent, but as well in, in Asia and specifically in, in the Middle East in Doha, Qatar, where I taught a very fun women's leadership workshop. I think it was now three years ago where we experienced tremendous, tremendous transformation in just a few days. Although we came from completely different cultural backgrounds and I had never been in the Middle East before, right? So this, this multicultural background gives me the ability to adapt. David mentioned flexibility earlier. I might not be the person who has the greatest physical flexibility, <laughs> but yes, I have, of course, developed more of it over time through dance, but this moving and working with such different peoples and cultures has given me this mental flexibility and the emotional flexibility to get to a point where clients from different cultures say to me, you really get me. And that is really amazing to me and very gratifying. And I believe also when you're exposed to different cultures, it just gets easier to understand where people are coming from and to pick up cultural blind spots as well. Oh, very interesting. Because wow. we all have those in our cultures, right? Yeah. And I think for some clients, if I might just add that really quickly, is it's been an, also an advantage to to work in their native language with me because I can work in four languages. That's that that is actually you're to be commended for for that. I uh, struggle with English, so good for you, <laughs> um, Regina. I I can't believe this time has flown by, and of course it has been a delight. And as I think about the benefits for me personally and as a manager uh, that is attempting to embrace my passions and give them and provide them to my team for our listeners in learning how they can work with you, we are going to have links on to your website, LinkedIn profile in the show notes for those that may not yet be ready to begin a coaching engagement. What's the best way for them to begin to take stock of where they can marry the passions that bring them joy with their career and leadership journey? I always suggest to start by making a list. I like simple, and this is fun. I love lists. Hmm. Take a journal or a notepad and start by writing down your passions. What do you love doing and what are you passionate about? You know, these could be two different things, actually, because you could also 
be passionate about creating important change in the world. How are these things then related to your values? How is it all related? But first start brainstorming, just dump it all out of your <laughs> mind, you know, yeah. onto the paper. That's great. And yeah, and then I think it, the next question for that is, uh, David, is which activities based on these passions would you never want to miss in your life? Mm. And then keep going in this process until you get to a point where you say, okay, I can now see how this can actually potentially be added or add value through what I'm learning through it to the work I do in my job. That's fantastic. Regina, you have offered us such great information and it has been a real delight to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you both for having me, Laura and David. It's uh, been lovely and uh, I'm always up for exchanges and for inspiring audiences like yours. Well, thank you so much. If you're an advisor and would like to know more about Regina, you can visit transformyourperformance.com. Also go to your favorite book site and check out Regina's book, Speak Up, Stand Up and Shine. As I mentioned earlier, this link and Regina's LinkedIn link are available in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Flexible Advisor. We created this show for advisors to help them grow their business. If you like this podcast, consider subscribing and leaving us a five-star rating, and most importantly, sharing our podcast with other advisors. You may also like the other FlexShares podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you'll find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.